Hello, this is part two of episode 21 and this is the case of Fred and Rose West. In part one of this episode, I looked at the background and family life of Fred West and his first marriage to Rena. Also, I covered Rose's background and family life as well, prior to her meeting Fred West. Although there does not seem to be any doubt that Fred or Rose had a pretty awful upbringing, in my opinion, there are no excuses for what happened afterwards when they got together and the devastation that they caused to so many innocent people over so many years. They were almost out of control. Well, they were out of control. After Fred and Rose met in early 1969, they became very close very quickly. At this point I would like to mention all of the murder victims and the order in which they were murdered by the evil pair. Anne McFall was 18 years old and 8 months pregnant with Fred's baby when she was murdered in July of 1967. Although she was never reported missing, her remains were found buried at the edge of a cornfield between Muchmarkle and Kempley in June 1994. Fred did initially deny having any involvement with her murder but he later confided to a prison visitor that he had killed her after they'd had an argument. Fred at this point had not met Rose so he was the only one responsible for Anne McFord's murder and the murder of her unborn child as well. Charmaine West was the next victim. She was Fred's stepdaughter and his first wife, Rena's child. She was only eight years old when she was killed in 1971. She had suffered a lot of sexual and physical abuse during her very short life. Rose was convicted of killing Charmaine while Fred was in prison for theft. Rena West was the next victim. She had been Fred's first wife. In fact, they were still legally married when she was murdered by Fred. She was last seen in August of 1971 when she had gone looking to find her children, Charmaine and Anna Marie. Charmaine had already been murdered at this point. Fred was charged with her murder, but he did not go to trial because he killed himself before the trial started. Linda Goff was the next victim. She had been born in 1953 and had been trained as a seamstress. She'd also attended a private school. Unfortunately, her paths crossed with Fred and Rose West and she was murdered in April of 1973. Her remains were found at 25 Cromwell Street. Another victim of the West was a girl named Carol Ann Cooper. She had last been seen catching a bus just after nine o'clock in the evening in Worcester one night in November 1973. Worcester is just over 30 miles away from Gloucester where Fred and Rose West lived at the time. The pair were known to drive around looking to pick up either girls or sometimes clients for Rose. Lucy Partington was yet another poor victim of the West. Lucy had been a student at the time of her murder, but had been visiting friends during the holidays. She just vanished one day and nothing was known about what had actually happened to her until her remains were found at 25 Cromwell Street in 1994. She had been abducted and murdered by the Wests in 1973 and she had only been 21 years old. Another young lady, a lady called Therese, was also a student at the time of her murder 
at the hands of Fred and Rose West. She was killed just three months after Lucy Partington. Therese was murdered during the Easter holidays of 1974. She'd also been 21 years old and she was originally from Switzerland. And although Therese was just last seen in Deptford in London, which is over 100 miles away from Gloucester, she had told her friends that she was going to try and hitchhike. According to some of her friends, Trace had really wanted to go to Ireland. They reported to the police when she went missing that she had planned to hitchhike from London to Holyhead, where she would catch a ferry to Ireland. Holyhead is over 220 miles away from Gloucester, but once her remains were found at Cromwell Street, the police surmised that Rose and Fred West had picked her up somewhere along the way, probably close to Gloucester. Shirley Hubbard was yet another victim of the killer couple. She'd only been 15 years old at the time of her murder. Shirley had already left school and had started working in a shop to earn a living. She was abducted and murdered by the Wests. Shirley Hubbard was last seen on the 14th of November of 1974 and nobody knew what had happened to her until her remains were found at 25 Cromwell Street in 1994. On the day that she went missing, she had met up with a friend of hers and they had both spent the day in Worcester. The young man's name was Danny and he later told the police that Shirley had gone to his family home with him and had spent time relaxing with himself, his brother and his sister. Shirley lived in a town called Dwightwich with her family and she was expected home that evening. However, she did not make it home. How Shirley ended up at the West's home is unclear. It was seen that despite everyone thinking that she was going home, she actually had other plans. Shirley had packed some clothes before leaving home that day and although Danny saw her get on the bus to go home, it appeared that Shirley had arranged to meet someone instead, but she had kept it a secret. This information came out later when she was reported missing. Droitwich to Gloucester is just under 35 miles away but somewhere she must have had contact with the Wests or maybe like many others she was abducted by them. Janita Mott disappeared in April of 1975. She was 18 years old at the time. Her remains were found at Cromwell Street. Janita had a known connection with some of the tenants that lived at 25 Cromwell Street and regularly visited the house. Janita's family lived in the Connie Hill area of Gloucester. Her father was a US serviceman from Texas who eventually moved back to America without Janita or her mother. Janita was known by her friends to be quite fiery and she had a willful side to her so she could not easily be bossed about. Janita got a job in a factory after she had left school and moved into a bedsit at 4 Cromwell Street, so very close to the West Home, and she often spent time with the tenants there at 25 Cromwell Street. On the 12th of April of 1975, it was known that Janita, after visiting a friend of hers, had decided to hitchhike back to Gloucester, but that she was never heard from again. Her remains were found at 25 Cromwell Street in 1994. Shirley Robinson met Fred West in a local cafe. She was 17 years old at the time. 
This was in early 1977. She spent the last few years of her life in local council care because she had not been looked after properly by her parents. They had split up and Shirley was forever being shunted between both parents, according to reports later on. Shirley Robinson was shortly going to be 18 years old, so after striking up some sort of a friendship with both Fred and Rose West, she agreed to move in with them at 25 Cromwell Street. This happened in April of 1977. Because Shirley was now an adult, social services could not stop her from doing what she wanted. Shirley began a relationship with Fred West and by October of 1977, she was pregnant with his child. After the Wests were arrested and other people started talking, it seems that Rose had seen Shirley Robinson as competition Rose was also pregnant at the same time as Shirley and that could explain Shirley's sudden disappearance. There were already four young children living at Cromwell Street and another two babies due in a few months. Also, Shirley had apparently been telling people that she she knew she was going to marry Fred West but Shirley was still very young and had spent years in care and really cannot be blamed for thinking that she was part of a new family. She just had no idea how evil and dangerous the Wests could be until it was far too late for her. In May of 1978, Shirley disappeared. Her remains and that of her eight-and-a-half-month unborn baby were discovered in 1994. Alison Chambers had spent a lot of her childhood in various care homes for troubled children. She was also known to have been bullied on more than one occasion in the last care home that she lived in, which was called Jordan's Brook in Gloucester. She met Fred West when he started doing some work on a home close to the children's home in 1979. Alison Chambers was described as being slim and smart looking and that she was known to dress very well. Fred had noticed Alison and had almost groomed her over many months. He would offer her lifts in his van and cigarettes. Alison Chambers had been 16 years old when she met Fred West. She went back to the house at Cromwell Street and met Rose and the rest of the family as well. Alison would end up being tortured and abused before eventually, when they had finished with her, murdered and buried at Cromwell Street, like so many girls before her. The last known murder victim of Fred and Rose West was their own teenage daughter, Heather West. She was only 16 years old and had been regularly raped by her father, Fred, over many years. She had, by all accounts, also been abused by other men who had visited Cromwell Street, including her father's brother, John West. Rose West, her mother, also sexually assaulted Heather over the years and inflicted physical torture on her on many separate occasions. In June of 1987, because they were now becoming concerned about Heather speaking out about their behaviour towards her, they killed her and buried her under the patio at 25 Cromwell Street. It was largely due to the younger children in the family telling friends and others that Fred had told them that Heather was buried under the patio, that the evil pair were finally arrested. After Fred met Rose in 1969 and they quickly became an item, they would spend a lot of time together. Rose was still only 15 years old and Fred was a lot older at 27. 
Fred was still living at the Lake House Caravan Park and Rose became a regular visitor. Fred West was still technically married to his first wife, Rena, and he also had two children, Charmaine and Anna Marie. The two young girls had been in care for a while due to the fact that they had been neglected, but Fred did manage somehow to get them back. Rena was living in Scotland and would only come and visit her two daughters sporadically over the years. Rose would often look after the girls when Fred was working. At first, when Rose became part of Charmaine and Anna Marie's lives, it is thought that Rose seemed to treat them with affection and would look after them reasonably well. Rose Letts, as she was then known, was at the time of meeting Fred West working in a bread shop. She would, however, much to the dismay of her parents, soon give the job up in order that she could be free to look after Fred's children. Rose did not tell her parents what she was doing at first and would often give her parents' money that she said was from her wages, but they found out after a while. Rose's parents met Fred for the first time a few months after the pair had got together. They did not like Fred and they did not trust him, according to reports later on. Because Rose was still only 15 years old and therefore underage, her parents threatened to contact social services if they continued to see each other. However, Fred and Rose did continue to see each other and sure enough, her parents contacted the local social services in Gloucester to report the matter to them. Rose's parents were also concerned because they had heard that Rose was also working as a prostitute. Social services intervened and Rose was placed in a home for troubled teenagers in nearby Cheltenham in August of 1969. Not sure what happened to Fred about his relationship with an underage girl, but probably not a lot. On Rose's 16th birthday, Rose left the home on the understanding that she went to live with her parents. Fred was at this time serving time in prison for theft. He had a 30-day sentence to finish before he could be released again. As soon as Fred was released from prison, Rose left her parents' home and moved in with him. Fred at this time had a flat in Cheltenham. And once again, Fred's children had been placed in care. And once again, Fred was able to get the children back once he was released from prison. Rose's parents tried once again to stop her from seeing Fred, but by this time she was already pregnant. Rose had to go back into care, but only for a month before she was out again. She went to live with Fred West in his flat. Her parents apparently told her that she was not welcome back ever again because of her relationship with Fred. The couple lived at the small flat in Cheltenham for another few months before they relocated to a ground floor flat at Midland Road in Gloucester. On the 17th of October of 1970, Rose gave birth to a daughter who she called Heather. Some of the crimes that the couple were accused of were carried out fairly early on in their relationship. I will now go on to some of the details of some of the many crimes that the couple were accused and in some cases found guilty of. I will not cover all of the crimes or all of the victims because there were just far too many. The most serious crimes that they committed were the sexual assaults and the murders of the 12 people whose bodies were eventually recovered from 25 Cromwell Street. Some of the murder victims of Fred and Rose West were not even known to be missing. Some of the victims had previously been in care so did not have any family members trying to track them down. Also, Fred and Rose West made up so many stories about people who had been visiting Cromwell Street or who had taken on jobs, particularly as nannies for the family, that they were not even considered always to be missing until their remains were found. 
Some of the victims were not in regular contact with their families and lived a fairly nomadic lifestyle. Two months after Heather West was born, Fred was sent to prison once again for theft. He would serve six and a half months before being released on the 24th of June of 1971. Rose looked after all three girls, her own daughter Heather and Fred's other daughters Charmaine and Anna Marie. Testimony later on from Anna Marie West would later reveal that despite reports that initially Rose had looked after the children reasonably well, things had now changed. Apparently Rose often used beatings as a form of punishment on the children. Anna Marie would go on to say at the subsequent trial that Anna Marie herself would often be submissive when she received the beatings from Rose and that Charmaine would not show any emotion and that Charmaine would not cry when she was beaten by Rose. Charmaine West allegedly told her big sister Anna Marie that her quote mummy will come and save me unquote. Rena West was both Charmaine and Anna Marie's mother and lived primarily in Scotland. However, Rena did not manage to save her daughter Charmaine or Anna Marie for that matter. Charmaine had received treatment at a local hospital for a severe wound on her ankle, which Rose passed off as a household accident. We all know that accidents do sometimes happen, but knowing now what Fred and Rose are capable of, it does make you wonder. Rose is believed to have killed Charmaine just before Fred was released from prison. Rose had taken all three children to visit him in prison on the 15th of June 1971, but it is widely suspected that Rose killed Charmaine shortly after this date. Rose passed off the absence of Charmaine West by telling anyone who asked that, quote, she's gone to live with her mother and bloody good riddance, unquote. The next victim of the evil pair was Charmaine's mother, Raina West. Raina had always kept in contact with Fred in regards to the children, however sporadic. She turned up at the home that Fred and Rose were sharing to ask about her children's whereabouts at the end of August of 1971. She arrived at Midland Road to try and locate the children, but she was never seen alive again. Her remains would later be recovered after Fred and Rose were arrested many years later. Fred and Rose married on the 29th of January of 1972. They were married at Gloucester Registry Office. Fred stated that he was a bachelor at the time. Fred's brother John West was the only guest at the wedding. A few months later, Fred and Rose West found out that they were expecting another baby. They moved from Midland Road to the address at Cromwell Street. The house at 25 Cromwell Street was a three-storey building. A Polish man had previously owned the house and had converted some of the rooms on the top floor into bedsits to help bring in some money for himself. When Fred and Rose West moved in, they kept the bedsits and even provided cooking appliances so that the tenants would not need to disturb the family at all. Over the years, Fred made a lot of alterations to the house, adding bits on and concreting over the cellar and a lot of the back garden as well. Many of the bodies of the victims that had been murdered at 25 Cromwell Street had ended up in the cellar or the garden, including the patio area. Fred West would not allow any of the tenants access to the garden at Cromwell Street. On the 1st of June 1972, Rose West gave birth to a second daughter, the couple named her May. 
Rose West is believed to have started work as a prostitute shortly after giving birth to May. She would service her clients in the home and she would advertise in a local contact magazine. As well as earning money from strangers by having sex with them, Rose also had casual sex with many of the tenants that passed through Cromwell Street over the years. Rose is said to have had sex with both men and women. Fred is known to have had at times joined in with some of Rose's sex sessions and both of them, it has been said, seem to take pleasure from pushing the boundaries and often causing pain. They would also often use bondage. Many videos and photos were found after they were arrested in 1994 of them involved in sex sessions with many different people. Rose had her own room in the family home that she would use to entertain her clients. The money that she earned would also help with the family finances. Fred worked as a labourer as well as doing any other jobs that came up, whether they were legal or not. Fred had made a few peepholes in the door leading to Rose's special room so that he could watch the clients having sex with his wife. Fred had long since been known as a voyeur. He would also install a baby monitor which allowed him to listen in on his wife's sex sessions from anywhere within the house. The door to the room even had a red light on it so that people knew not to disturb Rose. Most of the money that Rose earned went towards the cost of the home improvements that Fred was always carrying out. Rose's father came to accept the fact that Fred and Rose were together and Fred and Bill Letts even opened a little cafe up together for a while, but they only managed to keep it going for a little while. They quickly went out of business. It has also been widely reported that when Rose's father found out that she was working as a prostitute, he would also pay her visits regularly and have sex with her. By 1983, Rose West had given birth to eight children and at least three of them were actually fathered by some of her clients. Fred West is said to have accepted the children as his own. Some of the children were of mixed race, which proved difficult to try and explain away to other people. All of the children, once they were old enough, were assigned daily chores to do around the house and they were hardly ever allowed to socialise outside of the family home. They would also suffer from severe physical punishments if they did not do as they were told. Some of the children later testified that Rose was the one most likely to punish them physically, but that sometimes Fred did as well. They were usually, but not, not always, careful not to mark the children's faces during these assaults. Two of the West children ran away for a while, Heather and Stephen. Stephen was born in 1973. However, they returned home after a few weeks of sleeping on the streets. Both were beaten when they returned. Between 1972 and 1992, the West children were admitted to A&E hospital department 31 times and all of the accidents were explained away by either Fred or Rose West. Much worse was about to happen though and as it would turn out Rose had already killed at least once when little Charmaine was murdered and Fred had also killed before. In September of 1972 Fred and Rose started to sexually abuse and rape Anna Marie. 
who was only eight years old at the time. She was repeatedly taken down to the cellar and stripped naked before being bound and gagged. Fred West then raped Anna Marie with sometimes Rose joining in or just encouraging Fred to carry on. Rose was said to have told Anna Marie at one time that, quote, everybody does it to every girl. It's a father's job. Don't worry and don't say anything to anybody, unquote. The abuse continued over the years and when Anna Marie was only 13 years old, Rose and Fred West forced her to become a prostitute. In October of 1972, Fred and Rose hired a nanny for their many children. She was called Caroline and she was 17 years old at the time. They had picked her up one night when Caroline was hitchhiking home from her boyfriend's house. They picked her up from a town called Tewkesbury, which is about 10 miles from Gloucester, where the West lived at the time. Caroline had accepted a lift from them and during the journey she had mentioned that she had just left school and was looking for a job. She was promptly offered a job on a part-time basis for three of the West children. Just a few days after this initial meeting, Caroline moved into 25 Cromwell Street to start work. Caroline shared a room with Anna Marie West. Caroline noticed that the child was very withdrawn. Caroline once asked Rose about the steady stream of men who visited the house and Rose told her that she worked as a masseuse. Caroline later said that Fred always talked about sex. After a while, Caroline decided to leave because she felt uncomfortable. The Wests were not happy and after she had gone, they came up with a plan to kidnap her. Caroline was approached by Fred and Rose later after she had gone back to hitchhiking again. The couple made out that they were really sorry for what had happened and wanted a fresh start. They persuaded Caroline to get into the car. Rose sat in the back with her and immediately started to fondle her. When Caroline objected, Fred stopped the car and hit Caroline so many times in the face and head that she passed out. When she woke up, she was back at 25 Cromwell Cromwell Street. This was in December of 1972. Caroline later said that she believes that they gave her a cup of tea with sedatives in or something that subdued her anyway. Caroline was then put through a long, serious sexual assault by both Fred and Rose. In the morning, Rose casually asked Caroline if she wanted her old job back. Caroline, sensing this was her way to escape, agreed to come back and work for them. Once she managed to get away from them, she raised the alarm, however. The police arrested Fred and Rose West and they were both charged with assault, indecent assault, actual bodily harm and rape. The case went to trial on the 12th of January of 1973, but Caroline could not face testifying in court, so all of the charges relating to sexual abuse were dropped. However, the West both agreed to plead guilty to actual bodily harm as well as assault. They were fined £50 and were able to walk free from court. Only a few months after the case involving Caroline had concluded, the West committed what is thought to have been the first murder that they had carried out together. The victim was a young lady called Linda Goff. They had got to know her through her friendship with one of their tenants at 25 Cromwell Street. Linda was a regular visitor and she even 
moved in with one of the tenants for a while in April of 1973. However, one day, without any explanation at first, she just disappeared. When Fred and Rose were asked several times as to Linda's whereabouts, they said that Linda had been asked to leave the house because she had hit one of the children. When Linda's mother asked after her daughter, they used the same excuse. Between November 1973 and April of 1975, a total of five victims were murdered at Cromwell Street and they were all buried in the cellar and Fred concreted over the cellar floor to further hide any evidence of their remains. Fred and Rose West would even use the cellar for some of their children to play in and also it was used as a quiet place to carry out many acts of sexual abuse over the years. They had made part of the cellar into a torture chamber with many devices used to control their many victims. Caroline Cooper was abducted by the West on the 10th of November of 1973. She was subjected to sexual and physical torture before being murdered. The Wests were also known to have murdered an 18-year-old called Janita Mott in April of 1975. Another known victim was another 18-year-old called Shirley Robinson. She had been a tenant of the West. She was also heavily pregnant at the time of her death. Many people have speculated that the baby was Fred's and that Rose was jealous and wanted the problem dealt with. If anyone asked after Shirley, who had lived at the house for about a year, the West would just tell them that she had moved to West Germany to go and live with her father. Over the next couple of years or so, another four known victims were also murdered by Fred and Rose West. The victims were all young females. They ranged in age from 15 to 21 and they all suffered a very similar fate as all of the victims before had done. To try and cover up their deeds, Fred would concrete over the areas where the remains were buried. He built a patio in the back garden where a few of the victims were buried. As well as the murder victims, there were many other reports of young girls and women being subjected to sexually motivated attacks outside of the family. Apart from Caroline, who reported them, there are no further reports from any of the other victims who had come across Fred and Rose, but had lived to tell the tale if they had wanted to. But obviously not everybody wants to go to the police with horrible details of what they had been through. The West's own children were all subjected to many forms of abuse over many years. Anna Marie has openly spoken out about what had happened to her. Some of the other children had denied being abused and some of the children do not want to come out in public to say what had happened to them and you can't blame them. What is known, however, is that Heather West had been the subject of Fred West's attacks and she was eventually murdered and buried at Cromwell Street. It has been reported that Heather was starting to confide in other people outside of the family as to what was going on at home and that the West decided to shut her up for good. Heather West left school in 1986 and immediately applied for work to try and get away from them. Heather West applied for a job as a chalet maid in a holiday park in Torquay, which is in Devon in the southwest of England and about 130 miles away from Gloucester. Heather received a letter on the 18th of June 1987 telling her that she had not got the job, which apparently really upset her. Some of her siblings remembered 
seeing her before they left to go to school on the 19th of June 1987, but reported later that they did not see her again after that day. Their parents had told them that Heather had actually got the job after all and that she had left to start straight away. Fred and Rose even set up a fake phone call whereby someone they knew pretended to be Heather but only Fred and Rose spoke to her. This was all lies to try and cover up what they had done. Over the years, on more than one occasion, Fred West is said to have told some of the other children that if they misbehaved, they would end up under the patio just like Heather. It was largely due to the disappearance of their daughter Heather West that everything started to fall apart for the Wests. Rose and Fred West kept changing their stories about what had actually happened to the many people over the years that had just vanished. They could not even keep to the same story regarding the sudden disappearance of their own daughter Heather. After Heather was murdered and buried under the patio at 25 Cromwell Street, Fred and Rose West just simply carried on as they had before. They targeted another one of their daughters, abusing her both sexually and physically until they were eventually stopped. One of the West's younger children, a girl of 13 years old at the time in 1992, was raped by Fred West for the first time. He went on to rape her another three times before he was eventually arrested. When the child was questioned later by the police and social workers, she told them that Rose had been in the room on at least one of the occasions that her father Fred had attacked her, but did not try to stop him, but instead blocked the doorway so that she couldn't leave. At first the young girl confided in a friend of hers about what had been going on, but did not want to take it any further. The friend, however, told her own mother, and the mother then phoned the police to report the abuse. The police searched the West's home and found stocks of pornographic videos and photographs, they did not find any material evidence linking them to the alleged abuse of their own daughter at this time, however. The girl had told the police that the attacks had been recorded. It was known that Fred West liked to record Rose when she was entertaining her many clients. The police and social services decided to remove all of the children from 25 Cromwell Street and place them in emergency care. The children were examined by doctors who discovered many signs of both physical and sexual abuse on the children. Fred West was at this point charged with three counts of rape and Rose West was charged as an accomplice. Rose West was also charged with child cruelty, inciting her husband to engage in sex with her daughter and of obstructing police. There would be many more charges to follow. When the Wests were questioned about the sexual assaults on their daughter, they were also questioned about the whereabouts of their eldest daughter, Heather. Fred claimed that Heather was alive and well. Rose West appeared to have had a mental block when she was first questioned by the police about the whereabouts of Heather and she claimed she did not know where she was or why she had suddenly left the home. Rose West was granted bail on condition that she did not try to contact any of her children or try to contact Fred via the prison system. Anna Marie, who had been living away from Cromwell Street for many years by this point, spoke to the police about her own experiences with her parents. 
a detective constable who would later become well known due to finding out some of what had really gone on at Cranwell Street, spoke to Anna Marie and took a statement from her. The detective was Hazel Savage. Anna Marie also raised the subject of her missing stepsisters Charmaine and Heather and also her missing mother Rena. Investigation started into the missing persons that Anna Marie had spoken about. The rape trial against the Wests collapsed when the young victims declined to testify against her parents. Despite the court case collapsing, the children remained in the care of social services. The Wests were allowed to supervise visits with their children, however, at Cromwell Street. Meanwhile, the police were by now all actively looking into the disappearance of Heather West. They could not find any trace of her, no social security activity, nothing. Word got to the police and in particular Detective Savage about the references made in relation to Heather West being buried under the patio. Also, they could not find any information at all on Rena and Charmaine, who had disappeared separately in 1971. No missing persons report had ever been filed on either of them. Detective Constable Savage and some of her colleagues were said to be convinced that Heather West was dead and that she could well be buried under the patio at Cromwell Street. It took a lot of persuading before the go-ahead was finally given to search Cromwell Street to look for Heather's remains. A search warrant was finally issued on the 23rd of February of 1994. When the police arrived at the house and showed Rose West the search warrant, it was later reported that she became very pale. She then had become hysterical and started to shout at her eldest son, telling him to go and get Fred. Stephen was not in care because he was an adult at this point. Fred West was working and arrived back at the house three hours later. The police put pressure on both Fred and Rose West, waiting for them to crack. By the next day, Fred confessed to murdering Heather. He was arrested and taken to a local police station to be questioned further. Fred West told the police that he had killed Heather in a fit of rage. He told the police that he had strangled her and then dismembered her body before burying her in the back garden at Cromwell Street. He pinpointed the area that Heather's remains were buried. On the 26th of February, the police began excavating the section of the house that Fred had indicated contained his daughter's body. Shortly after 4pm, a human thigh bone was found. Fred kept telling the police that that was the only area that they needed to look at. They were suspicious of him and found his behaviour extremely odd. After looking further at the site, they discovered remains that were identified as belonging to Heather West. Amongst Heather's remains, they found an additional thigh bone which led Fred to confess to further murders and eventually led to all of the remains at 25 Cromwell Street being recovered. Rose West was also arrested in connection with the murders, but she denied knowing anything about it. As well as all of the victims recovered from 25 Cromwell Street, which were nine bodies in total, Fred identified other areas that the police needed to look at because he admitted to killing his first wife, Rena, his stepdaughter, Charmaine, and Anne McFall. Fred and Rose West were brought before a magistrate's court in Gloucester on the 30th of June of 1994. Fred West was charged with 11 murders and Rose West was charged with nine murders. Fred West was held at the Winston Green Prison in the months following his arrest. Fred became more and more depressed as time went on.
Rose West did not want anything to do with her husband, which just added to his state of mind. She was also still denying having anything to do with any of the murders. Fred at first had told the police that he had acted alone, but once Rose rejected him, he admitted Rose's involvement in all of the murders, apart from the murder of Anne McFall, who had been murdered by Fred before he'd even met Rose. All in all, Fred and Rose West were known to have committed at least 12 murders between 1967 and 1987. Some people believe that there are other victims connected to the Wests. The three known murder victims that had been killed prior to the Wests moving into the house at Cromwell Street were buried on in two separate locations. Anne McFall and Rena West were both buried in a field in Much Markle and little Charmaine West had been buried in the garden of their previous flat at Midland Road. Before the trial could take place, Fred West committed suicide in prison on New Year's Day of 1995. He was 53 years old. Rose West stood trial in October of 1995 and was found guilty of 10 murders. Unsurprisingly, Rose West was given a whole life tariff so that she will die in prison. The West were undoubtedly two of the worst kind of serial killers. The fact that they did not care who they targeted, included their own children, is unreal. They had both killed independently of each other as well. Fred had killed Anne McFall before he'd even met Rose. Rose West had killed Fred's stepdaughter Charmaine while Fred was in prison for theft. They ruined so many lives, the lives of all of their murder victims, the lives of the families of the murder victims, their own children's lives as well. They just did not care and did exactly what they wanted. Thankfully, some good police work ended up with the uh, convictions of Rose West and they would have got the convictions on Fred West had he not managed to commit suicide in prison. But once the initial rape allegation was made by the young girl, the police acted really quickly and took the children and placed them into care straight away. And, and they early on realised there was more to it and wondered about the missing Heather West and Detective Constable Hazel Savage just kept on until her superiors started to believe that there could be something in it and decided to go and dig up the whole of the house at 25 Cromwell Street. house at Cromwell Street along with the property next door was demolished in 1996. The site is now a public footpath. Thankfully the evil pair were eventually caught but many victims perished first. This is part two of the case of Fred and Rose West. Credits for this episode go to a book which is called The Happy Little Murderers, The True Story of Fred and Rosemary West by Gordon Byrne. It's a very good book. Wikipedia and inews.co.uk had a lot of information. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.